I would like to welcome back my listener to WTF Politics and Other Stuff Too. My name is Vic, and today I'm going to talk about the continuing border crisis, Georgia's new voting bill, and hate crimes slash assuming who the perpetrator is. border crisis continues and there seems to be no end in sight. Immigrants keep flooding to the border in mass. Per the status quo, the Biden administration keeps its head in the sand like an ostrich. At first, the administration wouldn't allow media access to any of the holding facilities. Why is that? Why deny the media access? I thought you were supposed to be the transparent administration. What did they want to hide? Well, After pictures and videos got out, the reason became clear. These illegal immigrants were sleeping almost on top of each other. They were like 100 times over percent in capacity for what they were supposed to be staying in. The Border Patrol was overwhelmed by the massive number of people crossing illegally. They were put in conditions that no one should be in. You've probably seen the pictures of the makeshift holding facilities under freeway overpasses. It's really a shame that this is what it's come to. It just goes to show that the Biden administration removing all the Trump policies that were actually working and in place is an utter failure. The surge did not occur as a result of Trump's policies, as the Biden administration is trying to assert. This crisis is a self-inflicted gunshot wound. This is happening because there's no real leadership in Washington. Anything that goes wrong, just blame Trump. President Biden put VP Harris in charge of handling the crisis at the border. Yet the problem still persists and is getting worse. What has VP Harris done at the border to address this crisis? Nothing. Nothing as far as anyone can see. She's not held a news conference. She hasn't even gone to the border to see the situation for herself. Anytime she's asked a serious question about it, such as the border crisis, she just laughs. What is that? You're laughing while people's lives are in jeopardy and we have a crisis in our country going on right now, and your response is to laugh. That's really fucked up. I I guess you're too busy worrying about the renovations of your taxpayer-funded mansion that you're going to be staying in for the next, you know, hopefully only three and a half years. I mean, it's been almost two weeks of Biden putting her in charge, and again, nothing, literally nothing. She has done nothing to mitigate this. I mean, for God's sakes, there's coyotes at the border dropping young girls over the wall. There's video of it. It's really disturbing. And I feel for those kids. They just plop them down and then they're just sitting there in the dirt in the desert to fend for themselves. And now we have the brain trust of AOC finally speaking up after weeks and months of silence on this issue, which, by the way, she made quite a stink when Trump was president, even going as far as to go down to the border for those photo ops, those phony fucking photo ops where she looks so pathetic. Of course, now saying that this surge of immigrant uh, immigrants coming across the border is nothing but pushing a white supremacy narrative. What bullshit? Is she totally brain dead? I think she's just trying to make a big name for herself. This lunatic remains silent and dishes out this bullshit. Again, she's an utter waste, and the people of her district, you know what? You deserve what you got. You voted for her twice. 
Now you're stuck with this fool. The government has allocated $65 million to house illegal immigrants in hotels, but yet we can't house homeless. We can't house people really in need. Here in San Diego, they pushed the homeless out of the convention center that was housing them for illegal immigrant children. Now, look, I understand for the most part, it's not the kids' fault they're here. They're most likely scared out of their minds because they're away from their families. You know, I'm not heartless. Now, with that said, it's really sad that the government cares more about non-citizens than our own homeless, our own people. I mean, I guess when you're trying to gain votes while you're changing the election laws to favor yourselves, you need to get as many people across that border to vote in your favor. Which brings us to the Georgia Senate Bill 202, or Election Integrity Act of 2021. You know, Georgia's new voting bill created a firestorm before it was even signed. Of course, the screams of racism came out right off the bat, comparing this law to the Jim Crow laws. You know, it's always about the Jim Crow laws, it seems like, when anything election-related. Which, by the way, it was started by Democrats. It's funny when the liberals don't have a valid argument for something like this, they always play the race card. Without fail, it's their go-to response. The president came out against the Georgia election law, and claiming that the polls were closing at 5 p.m. when people get off work, which is utter crap. The president has not told the truth about this new bill. He claimed that the polls close at 5 p.m. when most people are just getting off work. Even after all, I mean all, the media outlets said this claim was false, fucking fool repeats it the next day after he was called out as saying something untrue. The Washington Post gave him four Pinocchios. The Washington Liberal Post, for God's sakes, called him out on this. The Biden administration will do anything to make Republicans look bad and, more importantly, look racist. You know, since Georgia was such a close race, I'm interested to see how this new bill plays out in the next elections. Of course, until then, I wonder how many court challengers there's going to be. Has anyone actually read through the bill? What is so restrictive about it? I read through it quickly, and I realized you don't even need an ID to vote in Georgia. Did you catch that? You don't need an ID to vote in Georgia. If you do not have a Georgia driver's license or a Georgia state identification card, you can sign an affidavit saying you are who you are, you live where you are, just using the last four digits of your social security number. So again, please explain to me how this is voter suppression and racist. And now Major League Baseball has chimed in and on this one too. They canceled the All-Star game being, being played in Georgia. So they took the all-star game away from Georgia due to this racist bill. Forget about the fact that the only people affected by this bill will be the businesses that are going to lose revenue. Again, the businesses who had nothing to do with putting this bill through are the ones losing money. It's estimated between 20 and $190 million are going to be lost due to this decision. It's kind of a wide range. I'm not sure how people are getting that number, but you know, let them figure that out. This is why I don't watch sports anymore. It used to be just about the sport, a getaway from everyday life, including all the political bullshit that goes on. I'm, t I'm tired of it. Now, granted, I'll watch some sports on TV, you know, here and there, but not really, not at all. 
Next, I'm going to get into kind of a hot button topic, you know, a touchy subject, you know, hate crimes or incorrectly assuming who a perpetrator is. You know, lately the media is loving to report these hate crimes with no evidence to support the story. Um, it seems like every crime committed by a white person against a non-white person is a hate crime, regardless of the facts. So many times the media jumps to conclusions before the facts are in, along with their, you know, liberal elite friends. Many times we have seen where the media or liberal elites assume a white male committed the crime, such as the incident on the Capitol on April 2nd, MS, MSNBC reported the suspect in the incident was a white male, when it turned out it was actually a black male Nation of Islam follower. Uh, then you have the VP's niece, uh, Mina Harris, blames a white male for the Colorado shooting. Again, all this speculation and right out the gate with no evidence to support their claim. I mean, what if the media kept reporting, and I know they have in the past, and shamefully so, that you know a perpetrator was black and they were wrong. What a shitstorm today it would be. The media would be called racist, et cetera, et cetera. So why is it all right to assume a hate crime or, you know, a sh mass shooting? Again, a mass shooting is considered four or more people, I believe is the definition, is a white person. I'll tell you why. Controversy. Controversy is the reason. The media loves to create controversy and divide the people. This is how they make their money. Boring stories do not get the attention of the audience. You need to have a story that creates controversy and inflames the public and gets everyone up in arms. They can always, you know, apologize later or print some half-assed retraction of a story, even if it's not true, you know, and they're let off the hook. Nonetheless, the readers tune in and the media got what they wanted, their money. The latest victims of all these hate crimes seem to be Asian American. Of course, the libtards are blaming Trump. You know, his comments about COVID being the China flu or the Kung flu, et cetera, et cetera, as the reason people are attacking Asian Americans. With that being said, in my opinion, Trump saying that sort of thing is very childish and unpresidential. Like I've said before, Trump needs some lessons on when to keep your mouth shut. Definitely needs a few lessons in diplomacy. And yes, I am well aware that the people voted for him because he doesn't have a filter. And people like that. You know, it's a breath of fresh air, so to speak. Uh, I just think he could have gotten a lot further with a bit of a filter on. Just my opinion. Look at the videos of the hate crimes against these Asian Americans. I mean, I hate to say this, but it, it seems to be black perpetrators committing these crimes. And as soon as it's realized that's, you know, not a white person, the story disappears and you really don't hear about it again. There's no outrage against black males that commit these crimes, you know, and there shouldn't be. It's, it's a crime and you should be outraged for the crime itself, not who committed the crime. But it doesn't fit the lamestream media's narrative. Take, for example, the Atlanta spa shootings were committed by a white male and the lamestream media had a field day because it was a white male that was doing the shooting and all the victims were Asian. Very sad case. Right away. It was a hate crime before all the facts were in. The shooter claimed he was suffering from a sex addiction, and this was his way of helping get rid of it. Okay, whatever, a little twisted. He even stated he had nothing against Asian people at all. However, the lamestream media continued to push that narrative of the hate, cr of the hate crime angle. After about two weeks of trying to 
keep that narrative alive, the story seemed to die off because people weren't buying into it for once and not falling for that bullshit reporting. All right, let's uh, let's move on to you know the other stuff to segment. Today we're going to talk about NFTs or non fungible tokens. What the fuck is a non fungible token? Well, I'll read the definition. A non-fungible token, or NFT, is a unit of data on a digital ledger called a blockchain, where each NFT can represent a unique digital item and thus are not interchangeable. NFTs can represent digital files such as art, audio, video, items in a video game, other forms of creative work. NFTs can be bought on an NFT market. Access to any copy of the original file, however, is not restricted to the owner of the token. While the digital files themselves are infinitely reproducible, the NFTs represented them are tracked on the underlying blockchains and provide buyers with proof of ownership of the NFTs. Wow, that's a mouthful. Uh, I guess the super rich need to something new to spend their money on, so they're buying these NFTs. For example... An NFT sold for $688,000. $688,000 for an NFT. This was a hand-painted, quote-unquote, self-portrait by the world-famous humanoid robot Sophia. Of course, I didn't realize there was a world-famous humanoid robot. And it comes with a digital signature. That's exciting. Titled Sophia Instanation, whatever the fuck. It was originally painted by a partner at a blockchain uh, investment firm who painted a picture of a brightly colored portrait of Sophia. Then, using her neural network, Sophia painted an interpretation of the image. And for this, someone paid $688,000 for it. Then there's another one called the Mars House, the world's first digital non-fungible token home. And that sold for more than $500,000. The new owner paid a digital artist in cryptocurrency equivalent to about $515,000 for the virtual property. And in exchange, the buyer will receive 3D files to upload to his or her metaverse. Metaverse is a virtual extension of our world. It sounds like to me that a metaverse is just really a version, a really expensive version of The Sims. So you're actually paying for something that is digital that you cannot touch or feel. And, you know, and I'm not saying movies, music, video game add ons and stuff, but I'm talking about a virtual home. You're going to spend over half a million dollars for a virtual home. Okay, I guess if, you know, maybe one day we can all be that rich and spend money on that useless shit, you know, instead of like, oh, I don't know, maybe food, water, a roof over my head, you know, and you know what, with that, you know, I'm I'm done for today. Uh, my head hurts. You know, I covered the border crisis, Georgia's new voting law, and, you know, hate crimes slash IDing incorrect individuals. And non-fungible tokens. I, I, I can barely say that without... Oh, I can't say it without laughing. 
but I hope you enjoyed today's show. And uh, how about showing a little love? Hit that subscribe, follow, or download button. And if you have any comments, questions, bitches, gripes, or you just want to you know, have a topic you want me to talk about, drop me a note. Email address is in the show notes. And as always, I encourage you, do your own research on the issues and get involved. Time for staying silent is over. Make your voice heard. Have a great day and God bless America.